Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr, joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon, Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile? Hi, this is Guile, Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Clotho? Hi, I'm Clotho, Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. And returning guest, Gatto. Hi, I'm Gatto, you can find me at Gatto Mischief on Tumblr. Hello, Gatto. Man, did you land on the right episode? <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> I know. I remember I wanted seven, but then you told me it was full, and I'm like, okay, eight then. <laughs> <laughs> Take God. that, Jinmo sucker. Sorry. <laughs> Poor Jinmo. Love you. Come back. Okay. <laughs> so we are covering uh, season six, uh, episode eight of Game of Thrones, No One. Uh, spoilers for the Game of Thrones show and possibly the A Song of Ice and Fire series. There will also be a trigger warning for potential rape discussion. Um, so we open this um, episode up with an alternative dramatic rendition of the Purple Wedding. This time we have Lady Crane playing a wrathful Cersei Lannister. Backstage, she finds an injured Arya Stark. Lady Crane sews her up. She tells Arya she has experience putting holes in her ex-lovers and repairing them. She invites her to join their troop in Pentos. They need new actress. Lady Crane messed up fake Sansa's face pretty bad. <laughs> Arya is worried about um, her and Lady Crane's safety. Well, she is still looking for her. Lady Crane gives Arya milk of the poppy, and it's lights out for Arya. So Lady Crane wasn't really playing against type at all, huh? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like <laughs> chuckling like I totally understood what you said. <laughs> um, just in terms of she doesn't seem like she's too far personally from the character of Cersei, given that apparently she's oh. into stabbing and messing people up, especially Sansa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While watching her, I just realized how much I really like that character. And yeah. during that scene, I'm like, she's she's pretty cool. I like this character. She's probably going to die this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I actually read that the actress Essie Davis and um, Michelle Fairley are both going to be in the sequel to The White Queen, which is some, like, I think a CW show or stars or something. But, uh, yeah, they're both going to be in the next um, the next one of them. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's, you know, there was um, an episode where you kind of likened her to Catelyn. Yeah, I, I think she looks a lot like her. Yeah, I, that's all I can think of when I see her now. I, I definitely think it was done on purpose. To make Arya, like, have that comfort level with her? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Especially with the scenes, like, we get later with her kind of, like, think like you know, just taking care of her, right? Like, in a motherly right. way. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Anyway, let's go to the woods. Um, we have some dudes trying to teach each other how to kiss. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you listener-only people probably think I'm making this up, but I'm not. <laughs> the sound interrupts their levity by maiming and murdering them. 
So it's a short scene that will set up uh, an exchange we have later. <laughs> but did you guys recognize the guy who was being taught how to kiss? No. So he, his name is Steve Love, and he's a pretty famous interpreter, or uh, not interpreter, impressionist of Game of Thrones. So he does a really good, um, oh, his best God. are probably Jon Snow and Jorah. Oh my he God! Yeah, what, once so, you pointed it out, I knew, but yeah. like I, I didn't at the time. I'm so <laughs> clueless. For all the crap we give D and D, I mean, it is pretty awesome that they found this guy on Jimmy Kimmel and brought him over to Northern Ireland to be on the show. That is really cool. Yeah, the role they gave him was awesome. That's <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I was watching that and I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. Where do I know him? And it was killing me. And then I saw. Um, <laughs> Watchers on the Wall tweeted that it was him. Like, oh, that's he's awesome. A, on rewatch, he's a not a bad actor. Not, yeah, he was good. <laughs> he took it up the butt real nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, he's believable for the bit part he was in. <laughs> he committed. <laughs> he sure did. Okay, so uh, in Marine, Tyrion is pleased with the piece he's able to have fabricated. Varys is taking a boat ride. Um, he tells them that they need friends in Westeros and they need ships. They part ways, and I guess we can assume Varys is now off to Dorne. Yeah, you know, that was my assumption, but I've since read that there seems to be some doubt as to where he's going. People think he might be going to run into the Iron Fleet. Um, I thought that there was a spoiler that Olena and Varys were in Dorne, but um, you know, that could be that could very well be wrong. I thought it was a little odd that he said, you know, I want to go to the ship by myself, so I thought, well, is he going to do something else? Go somewhere else possibly? You know, when you don't see somebody actually get on the ship, any, anything can happen, but... Well, there was yeah. also speculation that Varys is the harpy, and that he was... <sighs> Behind all the unrest in Marine, oh. in order to kind of force Danny to get out of Dodge and go to Westeros. Whoa, I like that theory. Yes, I, yeah, that would be kind of. I really like that theory. But damn it, Guile, you're my only source of information, really. For I really <laughs> thought you said that he was hooking up in Dorne with Olana. It's like, yeah, that was hooking up. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> They would make a great couple, though. They would make a great couple. <laughs> Here we she go. She said about their parts bumping together. Shoot a <laughs> The decrepit and the... Five minutes in, and we're shipping an odd pairing. <laughs> Olena. <laughs> Olena and Varys. <laughs> Volena. Um, no, I, I, do, I think that there's, you know, obviously there's the big elephant scene in the room that we'll be talking about later, but... You know, there is kind of this ongoing issue in this episode, and I, I kind of wish Kam was on this this particular episode because I feel like I've finally maybe come around to her way of thinking on some of the writing. And I was thinking about, you know, they have Varys and Tyrion, who are these two incredibly dynamic characters together for an entire season in Marine. And what did we? What did they do? They like took two walks and listened <laughs> yeah. to the priestess giving an almost, you know, a very similar. Um, sermon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like they did nothing with these care. You know, they did nothing with these characters, and what they did do was almost repetitive. They've done a lot and of repetition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. exactly. That's this episode really, unfortunately, yeah. highlighted a lot of the repetition. Yeah, especially the marine stuff, right? Mm. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna get to those scenes. Let's go to see Kyburn. He's coming Yay, in. Kyburn. Are you alright? 
Uncle Kybert. He informs Cersei. <laughs> he informs Cersei that several members of the Faith Militant have been allowed entry into the Red Keep by Tommen. Um, so Cersei, Kyburn, and the Mountain go down to meet them, and they are led by Lancel. They are there to take her back to the Sept of Baelor. Cersei refuses. She tells them to get out. Go, Cersei. <laughs> the Mountain goes on the defensive. Lancel um, says, order your men to step aside or there will be violence. Cersei tells him, I choose violence. One sparrow smashes his spiky club into the mountain's chest to zero effect, and the mountain counters by ripping off his head. Cersei and Kyburn look on like proud parents. <laughs> they really do. Like, <laughs> the expressions on their faces is like watching their kid like score the winning goal or something. <laughs> so they wonder be... if he has like a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no arresting of Cersei Lannister today. They took I him back to the rooms and gave him orange wedges. <laughs> <laughs> I love this scene. I really did. I'm unapologetically in love with everything that happened in this scene. <laughs> it's got Kyburn. It's got Cersei acting crazy. It's got the mountain ripping off heads. It's a thing of beauty. Why does, why does the mountain even have a sword? I mean, that's just kind of What's useless the for the mountains. You never use it yet. <laughs> Probably uses it as a toothpick, maybe. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever find out whose head he's using, or in the show, are we just supposed to assume it's the mountain's head? We're gonna get it. I, I, I hope so. I hope. Well, damn! Now you kind of got me. Thinking I know. I'm starting to think it might just be his head. I mean, it's obviously the actor. You know, you look at it; it yeah. looks like the actor. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every outlandish yet somewhat plausible fandom theory that we've had is basically been untrue and the answer is always like the simplest answer like is. oh is Arya Jacken and Siri no then no, really <laughs> is, is you know yeah it's always the simplest like easiest answer so it probably is just like the mountain yeah <laughs> god yeah. damn it I really wanted it to be Joffrey's head so <laughs> me bad too. <laughs> me too or at the very well, least Tywin even even in show, like, they never said that they sent the mountain's head to Dorne. Yeah. So it's most likely just his real head. Such a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Crushing hopes and dreams here on Close the Door. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to River Run. Ooh, okay. We have Brienne and Podrick. Um, they're overlooking a sea of red Lannister tents. And then Brienne spies Jamie Lannister on his horse. She's looking so hard, she fails to hear the four guards riding up on them. <laughs> Pod and Brienne go down to the camp. Pod is grabbed from behind by Bronn, who says, Podrick fucking pain. Bronn asks him if he thinks they're fucking inside the tent. <laughs> And how much do we all love Braun in this scene? <laughs> Braun is us. Braun is yeah, us. Yeah, that's, that's the stuff we were waiting for from Braun. You know, we kept yeah. saying, he needs to do this. He needs to have some kind of... Did anybody else giggle when the Lannister troops came up to Brienne and they're asking, you know, to state your business and all that? And yep. she says, I have his sword. Yeah, I thought that was on a second watch. I laughed. <laughs> Like you sure do. <laughs> I love her little sarcasm up to Pod. Oh, you have a you have a keen strategic mind, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bristly! Brand. I didn't know she had it in her. 
A little bit of Jamie's rubbed off on her, I guess. <laughs> she wishes. <laughs> yeah. We all wish. Yeah. But uh, it was great, right? Like, he was like, um, you think he's fucking her? She'd fuck him. He- <laughs> he'd fuck her. They more to us if they even tried. <laughs> yeah. So, I also, uh, poor Braun, he's also feeling a bit insecure and invisible in, you know, Jamie's presence. And he says he oh, that prefers funny. working for Tyrion on that account. And I just love how it, like, it illustrated in the scene how much Pod um, respects Brienne, where he kind of refuses to engage in the lewd talk with Braun. I thought that was kind of oh, a nice... Yeah, yeah. So, he seems so, you know, appalled. <gasps> so basically what you're saying is Braun is Jamie's doff. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> his, his designated ugly fat friend? <laughs> oh. Oh, <wow. laughs> oh, no. Some would argue that's Brienne. Sorry. <laughs> I also like Bronze's uh, line about everyone wants to hit a fucking squire. I thought that was cute. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I like that there's that like genuine kind of affection between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Braun is way too grisly to kind of give into it completely. But, you know, it's like, he wasn't go- he wouldn't go around and mess with just anyone like that. It's, you know, Pod's special to him. And Pod, you be. know, Pod's definitely, he's, you know, kind of filled out and looking more manly. So I loved his comment about, oh, aren't yes. you too old to be a squire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So but just do you think a- that... Braun, do you think they're going to use Braun to pretty much spell things out to Jamie? Because, I mean, wasn't it in last season where Braun brought up, you know, going to Dorne was a bad idea? You and think he space. would. This would be the per- yeah. perfect door yeah. opener. You know, the conversation yeah. has started with someone else. Get to talking. Right. Isn't he, like, That's kind of planting the seeds of doubt for Jamie, too? And Jamie was... You know, like something about like, are you sure she feels the same or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they were eating. They were eating dinner. Was it in Doran? They were sitting on the dunes, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, totally. Ron is us. <laughs> 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 so inside the tent, uh, we have Jamie um, begin the conversation. He begins the conversation off in a stellar way with, "I never thought you would find her. I assume Sansa was dead." <laughs> That Jamie. was weird for me. <laughs> Why would you send her out with all the fancy armor and sword if you thought it was a fruitless endeavor? Well, like, why would he even say that? It like, was... that just really left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. It looked like it, it, you know, left a sour taste in Brienne's, too, because, I mean, she's just... Whenever he said that, like, girls like her don't survive... And she seemed a little bit disappointed, too, yeah, what it, Jamie said. It totally contradicted the conversation that they had, you know, when he gave her the sword in the first place, because it was so serious and he was sincere. Yeah, this didn't line up, you know, for me at all. Okay, yeah, maybe we should commend uh, Gwendolyn's acting in this scene, because the way she said it, it was almost like a what-the-fuck reaction, you know? <laughs> Our reaction. With dial- <laughs> yeah, with that dialogue, you know, they, she could have acted it differently, but... I think it was appropriate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Her acting has gotten so much better since like oh, season wow. two. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I noticed it in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Brienne informs Jamie she's come for the blackfish. He tells her she's welcome to him. They have a bit of back and forth about Sansa, the siege, and his honor. She tells him to take River Run without bloodshed. She asks that he let her enter River Run under a flag of truce. She wants to take the Tully forces north with her. 
He tells her, all right, not everyone wants to die for someone else's home. And she asks for his word. She gets it, then tries to give Oathkeeper back. And she says, you've given it to me for a purpose. I've achieved that purpose. And his reply is, it's yours. It will always be yours. Oh, Jamie. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my God damn it. This is Jamie. (laughs) I did love when he first realized what she was doing. He kind of had that had that exasperated look for a second, like, mm-hmm. "Oh Jesus, she's gonna, you know, like give me a break." Like, do you not know? Like, I think he was a little angry for a second because she didn't realize what the sword actually was. Like, she legit thought it was a just a quest. Like, he didn't. She didn't get the depth of the meaning of the gift, or he thought she didn't. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I think I'm still just kind of like <laughs> in that scene right now. <laughs> I'm literally like imagining the scene again. Like I'm picturing right? it. I already memorized like their little facial expressions. It's crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> when I like Sorry, the point, like the Oath Keeper episode all over again. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the point about the director making it so that there were like pieces of furniture between them for most of the scene. Mm-hmm. And so you see Jamie kind of, you know, he's walking around it. He's constantly, like, moving around her. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was Yeah, they talked talk about yeah. that also juxtaposition between, you know, the conversation outside with Bron and Pod and the formal, you know, how, yeah. you know, how they are, you know, very, it's kind of formality they have in talking to each other. And that was nice. Like they're being like they're being um, overly formal to compensate for what they might really oh, want to talk yeah. about. Oh yeah, painfully that, formal. And that right? was the second. Like, yeah. yeah, the second half of that. Like I wasn't feeling the first half of the conversation, but as it progressed, it sort of built up, and I felt more. You know, it felt more Jamie and Brienne to me by the end. You know, like even the part where she calls him Sir Jamie, and he's like Lady Brienne. Like, oh. <laughs> He was very flirty. Like he was very purposely flirty. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the only thing is, you know, that second article. I'm sure everyone has read it by now, but I was. He got me kind of scared when uh, the interview. The guy who interviewed him asked Nikolai about the sword and potentially that being a foreshadowing that she tried to give it back, as in I don't want to kill you with this sword, you know, kind of thing, and that he didn't take it back and is, is he doomed to die you know by her sword then you know which we all sort of like it's it's in the back of our minds even in the you know potential for that in the books but yeah, yeah i don't know that made me worry but <laughs> he's gonna die so i mean yeah you know they're all gonna die right, right. <laughs> by Oathkeeper, maybe it's, you know maybe it's gonna, for the best yeah i think her whole she's gotta she's gotta eventually break some sort of oath if she comes out of this story not breaking at least one oath then it's like I don't know. I'm, I'm just expecting for her to do it. And it's probably going to be, you know, to not kill Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope that she doesn't actually kill him and that at least they bang before. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't want her just yeah. to meet him on the battlefield and stab him. <laughs> she killed him by banging. That's how I want it to happen. That's why she knew. Yes! So Brienne turns to leave. She stops at the exit of the tent and tells him should she fail with the blackfish and if he attacks, honor compels her to fight him. And he says, let's hope it doesn't come to that. 
Well, and then her chin wobbles when she walks out. I almost cry. She's, got her, she's definitely got her leaving face down. Oh. Like, the chin wobble and then, and then like, run away. She yeah, she's like, nope, nope. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> catching feelings in the middle of their conversation. As the spoilers that we've lived with since, I think, September, you know, storms out of the tent. Oh, my God. I went on Twitter and I wrote about that. <laughs> I will never take anyone's interpretations of a scene ever. That was yeah. ridiculous. Remember how worried we were about that? Oh, why is she yeah. storming off? Yeah, that was so <laughs> not storming. Yeah. That was <laughs> partly why I try to avoid most spoilers. <laughs> and he, or no, well, or the other one. Avoid spoilers, lot. <laughs> What's that? That's not why you avoid spoilers. No. <laughs> but, you, but you know, you she do think come out. <laughs> but you know, she didn't mention the White Walk. I mean, you'd think that. Okay, we don't know if she knows what you think someone had to have. They did have a conversation in front of her about them, right? Yeah, they were talking about the White Walkers. So you would well, think, you know, yeah, it would come up. I mean, so she didn't even tell him anything. You'd think. You know, I know right? they didn't include That's it, but true. That, that would be kind of nice if she would have gave him a little warning. You know, he, they, you know, her caring about him, even if she doesn't she realize it as equally. Him. That's a very good point. She would have believed him about the White Walkers. Yeah. I don't kind of right up there with her not telling Sansa that you know Jamie gave her the sword and spent here on the quest well there were yeah there were spoilers saying that which obviously were incorrect but there were spoilers saying that Brienne tells him about the White Walkers and he completely dismisses her and we were all like oh my god how could he do that but (laughs) she didn't even mention the White Walkers so now you know there's there's no forget that remember oh go ahead oh sorry no I'm even more upset about the spoiler they were like oh she gives the sword back and then like I thought that she literally just gave it back and he accepted it like, that, I don't know, I just, I just don't like the misleadingness of the spoilers. I that, understand they don't want to give too much away, but it's like, ugh, you guys are just misleading us. Yeah, that one was a bad one, because we all had heard that one, that, like, he oh takes God, Old yeah. back. I'm like, yeah. fuck this! I was, like, like ready asshole. to damn people. <laughs> <laughs> no. So glad it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, because this is totally like, you you know, somebody, you know, you're trying to be polite. No, 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 you keep it, you keep it. It wasn't at all like, yeah. you know, we were imagining. <laughs> Barely makes that out alive, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, I mean, he totally had hard eyes at the end. You know, we always joke about this with the hard eyes, motherfucker, and all this stuff. But his eyes were the most moony, shining. <laughs> and how long were they staring at each other? Like five seconds. Well, we I mean, <laughs> well, we counted like, last time. All the time, like <laughs> I don't. Goodbyes. You know, and I'm saying goodbye to my friends or like my work colleague. It's not like us. <laughs> Eyes. We'll see you Monday. Oh, and I'll remember that for the next section when Brienne's right. talking to Blackfish about the friend comment. Yeah. You guys are jumping ahead. I'm okay. really in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going inside River Rednecks, and Brienne is having a hard time convincing the Blackfish to head north. He calls Jamie her friend, and Brienne protests a little too much. Tells him Jamie kept his word. He gave her the sword, and um, it was to protect Sansa until the day. And she is going to protect Sansa until the day she dies. He then takes a look at the letter, and he says he's she's exactly like her mother. He tells Bran he doesn't have enough men to help take Winterfell, and he refuses to leave. Bran asks Podrick to have a maester send a letter to Sansa with "I've failed." You know the Blackfish noticed immediately that her sword is a Lannister sword. How come, like, Jon Snow and Sansa didn't notice these things? That's a good point. 
How come Sansa no. never made a comment about Tyrion not killing Joffrey? How come? Like, <laughs> how come? You know, like any oh, of the, or like the fact that Littlefinger is the one that did it. You know, like people are not sharing information to the point that this is like a bad soap opera. Like <laughs> that is people true. People have a conversation and like solve all problems. <laughs> they all yeah, just need to sit down. These are yeah, all they need to play like a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> Truth or dare. <laughs> and, and we know they have time. We've had a couple of really short episodes this season, so why not write those in? <laughs> yeah, when when she did when she denied he you know, uh, when she said she was you know, he wasn't her friend, the, the sort of, you know, addition to that for me was he's so much more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the throne room, we're going to King's Landing. Cersei makes her way towards Tommen and is stopped by Kevin. Cersei moves to the galley um, with the other ladies, who flee the area to avoid her. Tommen announces that Cersei and Lancel's, uh, sorry, Cersei and Loras's trial will be held in the Sept. The Crown has decided that there will no be, be no more trial by combat in the Seven Kingdoms. Instead, they will stand trial in front of Seven Septons, as they did in the old days. On his walk out, Tommen does his best to avoid eye contact with Cersei. Kyburn whispers to her that his birds have investigated a rumor she told him about, and the rumor appears to be true. Really true. Burn them all. <laughs> yep. She had a so this, in her this eye. episode just trumps so much hype right now. Mm-hmm. Stomped it. Yep. You can see her finger Stomp. on the button. Sky high, blow up sky. Are we supposed? I mean, do they real? Like, here's the thing: do they realize that like they're not being subtle or tricky here? Uh, it's really it's, obvious. Like, I mean, it's supposed to be obvious, right? <laughs> I think so. I assume this much. The rumor, wink, wink, wildfire. <laughs> it should have had. It should have been just like elbow winger with this. <laughs> and again, if you were thinking like they were going to be stage whisper, yeah, well, like if they were going to be smart about it, they'd be building this up, and then it just goes kaput. There's a little like you know a swirl of smoke, well, and nothing happens. So shocking, but... <laughs> guys. That's what they want. They want surprises. Yeah. There's there's no surprise though, and they're like basically going wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of is that '70s song about the horse. Which what is this? What song? She ran combat singing it. You need to sing it now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> she ran calling wildfire. Oh. oh. <laughs> she ran calling wild. He broke out of his stall, and she had to run after him. I've never heard of this song. <laughs> oh God! Somebody needs to do a fan video with Cersei. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Tommen to and the Faith have like banned trial by combat. Oh, so all That's... of these fan people are probably sobbing because there's not going to be a Clegane Bowl. Oh, yeah. They hate Tommen. I feel Tommen. like Sander isn't necessarily going to be like, oh, rule say no trial by combat. <laughs> <laughs> like, they still might fight, right? Oh, that's a good... Oh, do you think... Oh, do you think... Uh... Are any of these spoilers about, you know, the whole blowing... Do you think Mountain's going to get killed in the wildfire or no? Maybe. Well, I don't know. That would take away... That would be extra... <laughs> Certainly, she doesn't want to die in the wildfire, right? Like, when comes your oh yeah, I guess yeah, I guess she'd wildfire. probably keep she'd probably they'd probably send some lackeys to set it off, and they'd they'd stay like back really with mountain. Yeah, so he probably still will get to fight the mountain. Oh God, it's probably going to be the kids, oh. <laughs> the little birds. 
Oh, the, oh man, that yeah. was. Just shake the jar really fast. <laughs> yeah, how does that work? Do they just shoot an arrow across? Like, how are they going to set it off? Like, how does that just... <laughs> Oh, God, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going dark. Sidetrack. I'm going oh. Kyburn. Okay. <laughs> so, in Marine, Tyrion has better luck getting the Sandian Grey Worm to drink with him this time around. They toast to Daenerys and Tyrion... Dreams of one day owning a winery. They share terrible jokes. Um, then, as just as they're starting to get a little bit loose, the bells start ringing. It's master ships pulling into the bay. The Sandy says the masters have come for their property. Hey, you know it'd be awesome if we had like three or four scenes of Tyrion, Grey Worm, and Missandei sitting down in the same set. <laughs> Not communicating with each other. I feel like I wouldn't. I needed like to see that three or four times. Like once was not enough. Yeah, I mean, I Grey Worm was pretty funny though. <laughs> yeah, I mean the actors are all good, and yeah. again, it's like you have good actors, interesting yeah. characters, and you choose to do nothing with them. Right. For yeah. And I feel like it was just like maybe like three minutes too long. It really oh, should have been. Oh, it was. It was. It went. Went. You know, too. Mm. It was too long. Yeah, they had to cut the scenes with Brienne, you know, explaining Oathkeeper and Jamie to Sansa. And <laughs> it just seems like really, I mean, to me, it seems like extremely lazy or, you know, I think lazy is a, an unfair word because I think that D&D obviously are, you know, they have a ton of work. The show is a ton of work and they put all of that time into everything and they're slacking on the writing. Like, I think that they need to get someone else to do the writing i mean the only thing there's, I just could... not enough, there's no balance i feel i mean do you think they had there's some great scenes and then <laughs> maybe they had that kind of um didn't they talk about that once with nikolai that had to add in a scene because maybe maybe peter dinklage has such high billing that they have to give him so many minutes i don't know if it's i think a that's it that be it. again no. you have peter dinklage playing Tyrion. yeah you could you do know. better with it exactly you could exactly. do something yeah. more interesting oh, totally. like 100%. you know to, hey does Tyrion know about gray worm and miss relationship hey what actually is their relationship do they hang out maybe think of something that the three of them could do you yeah, know just exactly yeah. anything that's a good point anything Honestly, other than the same scene over again, over again. I, I think you hit the hit it right on the nose cloth I, I feel like all of um, dinklage's scenes have been just fillers because they have to use him yeah, yeah. Really, well, nothing spectacular has happened with him. What season. was that chess? It was kind of like a chess game in a Dance with Dragons. They could have gone in, into them playing that. Oh, Savasia. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, that would have yeah. been like a good throwback too. Yeah, like, to right. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Everyone at that game, and they could have talked like about actual strategy. Like, what are they? You know, yeah, what are they? Yeah. What are their plans for getting to Westeros? What's up with the dragons? The, the two dragons that he went to visit that we haven't seen anything since. Like, are oh, they yeah. just I don't like what. Where are they? they? <laughs> That's a good point. Oh my goodness, where are they? <laughs> they're unchained, but they're still in the room. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Okay. Let's see. We're going to go back to River Run. We have Jamie paying Lord Edmure a visit. He apologizes for the way the phrase have been treating him. Edmure tells Jamie the Blackfish will never surrender the castle. Jamie brings up his baby's son, and <clears throat> Edmure says that he hasn't seen him. He brings up the massacre of his family. Jamie tells him they are at war, and he is not negotiating. Edmure calls him evil, then hits on him a little. <laughs> he says to Jamie, <laughs> you know, you're quite a handsome man, aren't you? The jawline. He goes into very detailed 
uh, specifics. And he asks him, how do you live with yourself? Uh, Jamie speaks of Catelyn, how much Catelyn hated him, and he admired her. He talks about her love for her children, just like Cersei's. They do anything to protect them. (laughs) Like, burn King's Landing, he basically says this. After Jamie Cersei's tells, planning on burning King's Landing. <laughs> yeah, burn cities to ash. Like, basically, yeah, that's what Cersei's going to do. <laughs> Always says that. There should yep. be like an Jamie, anvil landing on his head in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie tells Edmure he loves Cersei. He needs River Run to get back to her. Then he threatens to launch his baby boy in a catapult into the castle. I guess because says, trebuchet, nobody... They think that show watchers would not Honest, know what trebuchet was. I like that word better. Like it's a g- better word. It, I agree, but it's probably better. you know. They, I don't think I told. I don't think I told online or told on the podcast the story of. Um, I was at a rummage sale a couple of weeks ago, and I found the first four A Song of Ice and Fire books for sale for a dollar for the whole set. So I bought them. Wow. And I was talking to the guy that um, sold them to me, and he was a show watcher only. And he was only through season five, and so he asked he he asked if I would tell him a certain spoiler, and I'm like sure, and I just assumed that it was going to be something Jon Snow related. But legitimately, this is what the guy asked me. He asked if at the end of Cersei's walk, if the tall person in the Kingsguard outfit was Hodor. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know that. I mean, as much as we joke about like them being obvious, and you know, I just did. I don't know if they can be too obvious for some show watchers. It might not be possible. Well, I mean, with the way this plays and with the way, you know, you have him coming from King's Landing, Cersei, 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 all these things he says to Cersei, there's no reason for anyone to believe that this is other than the truth. And even in the interview article, Nikolai says, Jamie's completely willing to do this, you know? So it's, I mean, I guess they played it that way, you know? I think in the book, that Jamie was willing to do it too. Like it's he was pounding on the fact that he wouldn't have to. Yeah. Like I think the whole thing about, you know, trebucheting the baby is, you know, a believable and awful threat that would force Edmure's hand. Like the stuff about like, Oh my God, I love Cersei so much, blah, blah, blah. That's just in there to like piss us off. I think. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it I mean, didn't come across in a show. You, you know, I'm trying to put myself in. For me, it didn't come across, and I can imagine a show watcher wouldn't pick up on. Oh, show that watchers at all. totally don't get it. They think that Jamie's like, you know, he's ho- he's horrible, blah 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 blah. They don't get that it was yeah. like a threat so awful that it had to be taken seriously. And, and, and when I was reading the books, I got a totally different feeling. When I was watching this, I felt like Edmure. I felt like I wanted to bang my head against that toe <laughs> over and over again because, you know, I felt the same things he was feeling. And, and by the way, Tobias did an amazing job with that scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, my God. He's amazing. I mean, this was, I mean, the comments about Cersei were irritating to me, but I mean, the scene itself is really good. And I think mm-hmm. like the diet, you know, everything about the scene is good. Oh yeah. Taking out the fact that we know what we know that irked me, but if I did, yeah, it's for what it is. It's a, you know, it's a it's decent, probably scene, like yeah. the best scene of the, you know, one of the best scenes of the season, to be honest. Yeah. It was really well acted. I don't know. I, I liked it. Yeah. I don't know I if I'd go that far, far, but I, I think it was a good scene. I like that. I just like that. It, it, it really goes back to that one part in uh, what's called the last episode where he was talking to that friend. He's like, oh, you know, when you make a, a threat, you know, be sure to follow through with it. Mm, yeah. And he slapped mm-hmm. with the hand. I don't know. I just I, I just made that little connection right there. I was like, yeah, it's like a bluff. I don't know if he would. I'm pretty sure he would really do it. But I still think it was him bluffing like just to get them, you know. 
Well, in the books, he's he's gonna do it. Like it's really it's kind of ambiguous, but he he wasn't not not gonna do it either, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, this, of course, like we said, the Cersei editions were annoying because the whole like the comparison, oh, burn, you know, burn cities to ash, which of course is more foreshadowing, but to me that irks me again because it brings up the idea that. Jamie sort of seems to have a sense that she's a live wire and can do anything, but yet is he going to be mad when she actually does what he says he admires her for doing? You know, uh, that's a little difficult for me. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. Okay. Okay. One line I missed before we continue on, I kind of really wanted him to say, well, I, I better men have, well, what, what, I forgot, now I'm butchering it, but I don't know. I think he tells Edward, like, oh, Better men than you have told me worse things or something like that. I kind of wanted to hear that line, but okay. <laughs> I just, you know, I kind of feel like, especially in the show, Edmure really gets a bad rap. Because, I mean, the oh, thing about yeah. Edmure is he, you know, he takes the steel because he is a decent guy. And he doesn't want, like, mm-hmm. everyone to die in this, like, pointless, useless cause. Like, he, t- you know, he's willing to, I mean, in a way, when you think about it, he has some similarities to Jamie in that, you know, Jamie was willing to take, like, a lifetime of humiliation to kill the Mad King. And Edmure is willing to take, like, basically a lifetime of humiliation to save his people. Because it's the right thing to do, right? Right, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. I just feel like people don't cut, like, certain characters slack just because they aren't Stark. I guarantee if it was, like, Ned Stark, then people would be like, oh, he did the honorable thing. He thought of all those people's lives, you know? Yeah. I think the other characters... Like Rob, you know, Rob and the Blackfish kind of rip on, and even Catelyn rips on him in their, you know, in their chapters. And so we see him through eyes of people that aren't dealing with what he's dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not necessarily great for their decision making skills. Mm-hmm. Right. Who are exactly. they to judge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. So we continue on with him saying nothing matters to him but Cersei, and he'll slaughter everyone to get back to her. Edmure crosses the bridge shortly after this scene and demands entry. The Blackfish orders the men to not do it, calls it a trap. The guard ignores the Blackfish and orders the drawbridge lowered. Edmure goes inside, exchanges brief eye contact with the Blackfish, then goes to the top, orders his men to lay down their arms and open the gates. The Lannisters and Freys march in. Edmure asks that the Blackfish be put in chains and handed over. So below the castle, the Blackfish leads Podrick and Brienne to a boat. She asks that he come with her, and he refuses to leave his home. Um, she tells him, you'll serve Sansa better than... No, he tells her, you'll serve Sansa better than I ever could. He pulls out his sword and leaves to fight the approaching men. I really wish he would have left with Brienne and Podrick. Don't we all? Oh, I know. Gosh. Talk right. about Nat making a good decision. <laughs> right? I mean, oh. do, you, do you think that he really died? Like, they really did an off-screen death with the Black Spish? Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say That's yeah. what the director said. They confirmed I mean, that, well, but based, they said that before. Yeah, I mean, based on, like, the way that everything this season has gone, where, like, the absolute straightforward thing is actually what happened, mm-hmm. then sure, yeah. he's dead. Yeah, based yeah. upon what would maybe more logically make sense with the overall story and would be more interesting, no, of course he's not dead. They didn't find a body. Like, if people watch no TV shows, if there's mm-hmm. not a body, he's not but dead. But it sounds like they, they found a body because the guard up on the, the thing said that they, you know, well, he was Well, we dead. didn't see the body. And yeah. We didn't see the well, body. The, the director said that the reason they chose to do that with 
both this and another scene later, which I won't jump ahead to, but they made the decision that they didn't want, they wanted the focus to be more on this scene and this sort of, this idea of like he's doing this samurai, to, he actually used that term, sacrifice um, himself and the interaction between him and Brienne, they didn't want the focus to be on how he dies. Then that's what they, they said. They didn't want a corny Sir Barristan death scene. Yeah, exactly. It oh sounds like they gosh, didn't want you yes. to see him bleed out. And, yeah, <laughs> I was just about so. to mention that, I swear. Yeah. So it, it definitely sounds like he's confirmed dead, so... Yeah. yeah. So dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, wait, and I'm gonna just say, I know we mentioned this before, but I love how the spoilers had said, oh, Brienne barely escaped. Oh yeah, she barely escaped. <laughs> I know. They were really able to like, have, like, why would she even have to escape? Like, they let her go They're in there. What are they like, oh, now we're gonna kill you. You're, you're in the place where we let you go. Yeah, there was what? no indication. I know. Yeah. I thought she was going to get caught up in a fight. Didn't they also say a fight was going to break out? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, well, uh, off-screen She just fight. wave her sword, and that's like her Lannister pass, you know? <laughs> that's pass. funny, the hall pass. <laughs> it's a Lannister hall pass, yeah. Forever, so, like, right? It's always hers. Isn't it, like, Lann- Lannister as well? Let's let's get to the kind of rowing away scene. So we have on the lookout, Jamie is informed they found the blackfish and he died fighting. Jamie looks out onto the water and observes Podrick and Brienne rowing away. He waves and she waves back. Mm, Clotho. Did you you guys notice Nick's sigh? Oh, yeah. so, during the scene, I swear I thought of the sad moon masturbation <laughs> that you've always talked about. That was from podcast two. That was like I. That was like. <laughs> was it a drunk cast? I don't know. It was a while ago. Sounds like it. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> For those who don't know, we seem to have a lot of these inside like narratives. Uh, it's I as close it as we'll ever get. <laughs> Clotho had said something about Jamie and Brienne staring at the moon, masturbating. At the same time as thinking of each other. I think, wasn't it based off of the, what's the the movie with the little mouse? The um, Somewhere Out There song? Michael Goes West. (laughs) Or American Tale. Yes, it was American Tale, yes, that was it. Yes, they'd be seeing, you know, Somewhere Out There would be playing as they're furiously (laughs) masturbating. <laughs> I mean, it was very romantic, but it's like I kept wondering, like, how far away were they really, and like, how good they're, uh, you know, after forties. <laughs> really, really awkward for that would be really, really awkward for Patrick. <laughs> oh. At that moment, <laughs> did you did you all notice? Like, I was curious how you all interpreted that when he looked briefly. I was like, at first, I thought he was going to call one of the guards. So, do you think that he's trying to check and see if uh, anyone was looking when yep. he did? Give my little hand. It was funny that he used his golden hand to wave. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I just kept that was, think, that was adorable. I think about that oh, gift where his hand. hands waving back and forth the golden. Hand. Oh. Okay, so was Brienne looking back towards the castle the whole time for yeah. her to notice him? Oh, uh, I think she turned. She, uh, right? I was just Did thinking, like, why would she be turning around? She's like, is he looking? Is he looking? Maybe she can feel his gaze. Yeah, she can sense it. <laughs> the heat. I do oh, have to say that this scene was incredibly poorly lit, though. Oh my gosh. I what would Kama say? <laughs> It's supposed it to be she's escaping on... by moonlight. I like the, the well, blue cast right, and I mean, everything. Every single scene at night, we're not supposed to see anything. 
Come on. They're not going to have a lantern on their boat. I mean, they're trying to make a getaway. Yeah. I had a horrible <laughs> thought. What if they keep Turn rowing? The they keep rowing like Gendry but did. They just run into Gendry. <laughs> they just, no, they just don't go anywhere. They're just rowing for a long time and we don't see them for a long time. Hey, they I might. Bet. The Brotherhood's back. Yeah. I mean, there could be the whole new, like, people pack going north. Just keep rowing. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, It'd be race. awesome if they ran into Gendry, though. And, like, maybe they have a race. I don't know. <laughs> Crew! <laughs> Hilarious. All right, you guys ready to go to Marine again? Uh, Gata, did you, were you going to say something, Gato? Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I just like the little music cue at the, you know, the like the variation of the Kingslayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. It was, it was it. beautiful. It was, it was yeah. all the feels. It sucks. I like. I'm so. I've been so mad at Jamie this whole season that this one fucking episode just reels me back in. Like I know why we're such suckers. I'm annoyed with myself. You, how about this? Do you think that we're going to see them? Are they going to meet up again in this season? Or are we going to have to wait till next season? I want to see probably next season. Um, I want to surprise. Like, there was the spoiler for like the last episode where Brienne meets a friend turned foe. Oh. Yeah, that's bullshit. What's that? <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, because yeah, okay. they're not going to release signups for episodes nine and ten. Oh, didn't they do that? Or somebody said they did that today? Or did they not come out yet? Yeah, they announced that? today that they weren't going to, you know, mention okay signups. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, that was a wrong. I think that was an incorrect I summary. Mean, I yeah, feel like a- they've telegraphed Jamie killing Cersei so much that. I think maybe he is going to go to King's Landing, but I, I don't really understand why they had him even go to the Riverlands in the first place. To get back the stupid little castle. But there's another little spoiler. I don't know if you guys know. I'm pretty sure you guys know. This you is know, the Iceland he, one? I probably don't. Yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> oh, doesn't, yeah, do that he doesn't go back to King's Landing or, uh, what is it, River Run. He's not going to be in either location, but at an event somewhere else. I don't know. So the Brotherhood well, without Banner oh. kidnaps him. That's the only thing I think of on the road, right? And be? who would kidnap him but, like, the, the you know, yeah, the, the Brotherhood, brotherhood or, yeah. the Black, or Blackfish? Also, yeah, we, have, so we have this scene with the Frey wedding, right? And all the Lannister yeah. soldiers there. So right. they're yeah. going to the twins, this army. Right. Well, we can yeah. ho- should hope Jamie's not there. He isn't there, right? I don't think he's going to be there. We haven't there. seen him, but... We don't know. We don't know. Oh, and then there's the whole, like, spoiler about Nikolai shooting something in Iceland. Yeah, with some with some other actress named... So the person thought it was Julie Christie, but then now people are saying, you know, she's not even in the show, so it's probably Gwendolyn Christie. Mm-hmm. Which all leads you know, to, just... of course, fake flash-forward wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Under a rarewood oh. tree. <laughs> yep. Not. Either that or Brotherhood without banners, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we get the whole Stoneheart thing, but with Beric. Yeah, but all your other spoilers have like proven to be false. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, well, not that's everything. True. I mean, just poorly. Pretty much. Well, this yeah, isn't like, really. Some of the interpretations have been false, but the actual yeah. events really haven't been. So it's not a spoiler you know because we know he went there, right? We know he was on a plane. Yeah, but he, so. he's a yeah. troll. Like he could like he the reason people there. know it is yeah. because like. He told some woman in the on in the airport that he was going to film something for Thrones, and then she happened to be on the same flight as him to Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. So he could just have been trolling her. Like because that is him. Me. You scare me how you know this stuff. <laughs> hey, Gatto and I did like every single hey. one of those season six update episodes. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were I starting know. on those like a year ago. You've got your little birds. <laughs> I have little, like, little red pins everywhere. Uh, Alright, we're going to Marine. So we have the master ships launching fireballs. Inside the pyramid, Grey Worm and Tyrion argue over what to do. A loud sound on the pyramid alerts them and balcony doors are opened and in marches Daenerys like a mother who just caught her kids throwing a party over the weekend without her permission. <laughs> you know, her hair looked totally perfect for just, you know, jumped off, off a of a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a fantastic point. <laughs> she really <laughs> should have a helmet. Like, I would think she kind of would want like Nito style <laughs> helmet or something. Give her a she need hat. a saddle for... For riding Drogon too. I mean, all yeah. those. Likes. I'm like, yeah. Sure, Tyrion should get on that. See, Tyrion could have been working on that this whole season, like some dragon saddles. Yes, yeah. he totally could have made a dragon saddle, just like for Brienne. Oh, yeah. That would have been I thought perfect. that the ships firing on Marine, like that little snippet of a scene, was absolutely spectacular. Though it was, cool. oh, and I was kind of surprised that it was like five seconds. Like, oh my god, that's like amazing. Like, but yeah. why is it only like five seconds long? Uh, yeah, and I agree with Grey Worm. Stay in the pyramid. I mean, why would you leave that pyramid? It's pretty secure. <laughs> <laughs> Bring everybody into the pyramid. Right? <laughs> All right, let's see. We have the Hound next, and he's on the hunt for more brothers without banners. He finds his uh, yellow cloak being strung up by Beric Dondarrion and Thoris of Mir. They are hanging men uh, for slaughtering the group the Hound is with. The Hound wants the men for himself. An archer points an arrow at him, and the Hound tells him, Drop it, tougher girls than you have tried to kill me. <laughs> um, Barrett grants Clegane two of the outlaws. He's all set to chop them up with his axe, um, but they insist on hanging. Um, so while Yellow Cloak is hanging and dying, the Hound grabs his boots. And after that, he joins them for supper. Thoros asks him to stay, and Barrett tells him they need good men. And he adds, it's not too late for you. The scene ends with the hound looking like he's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, so, um, I mean, oh, go ahead. Uh, you, you saw the hound take a piss in the river, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Lot, how do you feel about this? It looks like the hound just took a piss on um, Catelyn Stark. <laughs> they just totally, like, had the hound piss on the whole Lady Stoneheart I had that thought. Oh, I did. I didn't think about it. That's how how Lady Stoneheart comes to be. Her body washes up Uh on the roadbed. And Thoros Amir and Beric Dondarrion are there. And Beric Uh Dondarrion gives her that kiss that brings her back. And even Edmure said that he's been been held captive for years. So it's like they just totally bashed the whole Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, there. that's I, true. I did have that thought, like, when he was walking up there to take a leak. I'm like, oh, this is where he's going to find her. <laughs> like, a I, I dead bus. She comes out of the water and grabs his dick. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm honestly happy with the, the Brotherhood without banners being, like, still, you know, decent. pretty much the good guys. They're decent. They're taking care of their rogue Brotherhood without banner dudes right now. And they're even thinking about going up north. And so I'm, I was pretty happy with that change, honestly, because I was, I kind of, I honestly I just, hate. I, I really didn't want to, like, I don't, I don't want Lady Stoneheart. Like, we already jumped ship. It's, it's too late. It should have happened yeah. before. So, yeah. Like the show that means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> they, they shot down Lady Stoneheart and Clegane Bull. Sorry, people. If they brought <laughs> Lady Stoneheart back, it looked like one of those Jason the Argonaut 
like <laughs> skeletons or from you know the they evil just, dead. Yeah, they just got to stop resurrecting characters, or you know, yeah, resurrecting characters this season. And yeah, you're well, back. You're back. Except you know, I don't. There's you know, there's wild speculation that you know maybe Thoros or Beric are going to end up bringing back Brienne. What? I read that. What, what the like, fuck what? is that? What does this tell me? I did not hear this. I read well, that it's too. just that they had Thoros kind of specifically call out the fact that he could do this. And, you know, if if he's going to talk about being able to do it, then you would think that they're going to do it. Wait, but Brand, Brand, but is she going to die? Is that what you're, like, how, yeah. How? Yeah, how is she going to die? It's just a theory? She's going to die somewhere? Yeah, I mean, it's just like a random, <laughs> oh, okay. random theory. Okay. Oh, man. But I do kind of feel like we're getting that, you know, and it, someone had an interesting point that, you know, when you think about the end of Dance, there's a group of characters that are kind of coming together. You have the, you know, Brother Without Banners, the Tullys, or the remnants of the Tullys. You have Jamie and Brienne. You have all of those characters. You have the Hound. So you have all of those characters kind of in the pretty close to the same place in the Riverlands. And, you know, we're kind of getting that in the show, too. Yeah, that's yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. potentially Arya might be coming yeah. Oh, yeah. soon. Wow, that's going to be wild. I mean, I assume that she's going to see them just because she'll reunite with the Hound. I'm not Maybe. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. Man. All right, speaking of Arya, let's go to uh, Bravos. So she's recovering from her injuries and is being nursed by Lady Crane when a strange blonde fellow enters their rooms. <laughs> Arya is awoken by the thump, thumping noise, and then she finds Lady Crane killed in the next room. The wave reveals herself, which I thought was weird. Why would she step out of the room, take her mask off, and then come back in? <laughs> anyway. There's so much wrong with this scene. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> so Arya jumps from the balcony, and the wave pursues her like the T-1000 yes, <laughs> down the alleyways of Ross. They need to have that music with uh, yeah, Robert they need Patrick to keep with running. That music. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Make it I happen. Know, I'll get on it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw another one that did a like they just had a um a single image of her running and then underneath it they put like the fake um like Latin information like they would do with uh the Roadrunner and the oh. coyote. <laughs> where they'd stop it and put the fake stuff. Yeah, that was perfect too. Yeah. Like you just stop her little run thing and just put her like in random, you know, backgrounds running. Yeah. yeah. Next to like, like the... everywhere. Can someone do it with her next to the like the super photogenic guy running? (laughs) (laughs) That little girl with the the gut several times. Arya was running pretty well and everything. That whole thing was so. Lady Crane (laughs) is a phenomenal nurse. (laughs) And then it looks like it kind of comes undone a little bit whenever she takes that tumble down the stairs, sliding on her stomach down the stairs at several points. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Prometheus? It was oh. like this alien prequel. Oh, I did. It was. Yeah, it had uh, Michael Fassbender the main in chick, it. Like she gets that emergency C-section and she's like running away from this oh. spaceship that's like <laughs> rolling towards her. I was just like, that is so not possible after a C-section. It does take you out of the scene, <laughs> and this did take Don't me out that. of the scene. I, I... Perfectly fair, though. I mean, this is yeah. a show where she, or she's putting faces on her and like her body changes and her height and everything. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Quibbles. Quibbles. It's hard to take, yeah. though, because so many other people have died by gut stabs. Like, what, what um, was it, Ariel Hotai, and, um, or in the back, you know, but still in these areas of the body that are very, uh, to Lisa, you know, they stabbed her in the stomach. I mean, it's just hard to believe that she survived that really? kind of wound. So, so any, oh, go ahead. No, oh, I was just gonna. I was gonna continue on with the discussion, but did you want to bring up a point oh, about this? Oh, no, I was just gonna say she's probably not gonna be be able to get pregnant. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, infertile now. Hmm. Yeah. So Arya ducks into a steam house, and just when you think she's lost the waif, she reemerges from above. And I have to say, you know, like we're making fun of the running and everything, but um, the actress Faye Marseille, who plays the waif. I think she is so impressive. Like she, her facial expressions, she is just loving life right now. You know? <laughs> she is selling it. Uh, Arya leaps another uh, balcony and down a long staircase, upsetting every basket of fruit and reopening her wounds. <laughs> she leaves a blood trail for the waif to follow, ultimately leading her to a room with a single lit candle. Arya pulls needle out and the waif seems unimpressed. Then she cuts the candle and it goes dark. The next scene, we have Jack and Hagar in the House of White and Black. He follows the blood trail down to the face library. Arya pulls Needle on him and calls him out on his hit. She tells him, a girl is Arya Stark and I'm going home. Jackin gives a brief smile and a nod. Arya pieces out to go fight in the north alongside Lyanna Mormont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did she like drink the murder juice to like heal her wounds or something? I was wondering. she didn't seem like she had any yeah. any injury whenever she walks out. And they had a blood yeah. trail up to the, the pool of, of water, so it's possible. I, I just it wasn't the blood trail from the wave. <laughs> yeah, from yeah. her face. It could have been that, but it was going yeah. directly into the center of the, like, if you look at the line, it goes, like, directly to the center. It looks like of the, of the what is that? Yeah, the, the water of life or whatever. That's, the, that's not how the death pool works, though. Like, <laughs> Isn't that the suicide juice pond? No, like, some people it heals, right? Her, I think yeah, some people. Didn't they use the same stuff to bring back her sight? Yeah, for some people. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh. It is. Because some people, it does oh. different things. It doesn't just kill them. So what the hell was Arya doing last week then? Like, what was the whole point of her being super conspicuous throughout you know, throughout Bravos. Oh, uh, they talked to the another. The director also talked about this. He literally said they wanted to show that she wasn't invincible, that she made mistakes. That's what he said, and it's stupid. That was his logic. Okay. Yeah, that's it was fucking, stupid. That's like too fucking long, though. I know, I know. It was really stupid, but that was their, their literally the simple, stupidest explanation, like you said before. That was their answer. <laughs> the director. So I feel like that should be our guiding force to like speculate what's going to happen next. What would be the dumbest, simplest thing that would happen? Okay. Got it. You know, that might be wise advice. (laughs) But what do you... What did she take away? Um, Just like some skills? Did she learn something fighting, I guess? Fighting blind? Yeah. I don't know. Because then it comes back to what's the whole over... You know, with the overarching point of... Why did he smile at the end? How did you guys read that? Like, why? Like, what is... Because he likes her. Because she's cool. (laughs) Serial Pharrell, and he's seen her for the Oh, I I was so trolled. Never all the spoilers this week with the fro and the shadow of the guy. I was convinced. And the actor tweeted. I was trolled. (laughs) I believed it. He was on the show, and he said that he was going to be on. Yes! I fell for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, Ar- so I mean, think about this though. They had two episodes where Arya's involved in like a long-standing chase with someone who knows who she- what she looks like, and Arya's been working for the past year with an organization that has a variety of disguises at her disposal. Oh, and the whole time. This is like never anyone different. <laughs> um, they're going to get a bad review on Yelp because they. <laughs> Yeah, maybe she should have pocketed some faces, you know? That would have been smart. I mean, I feel like they wouldn't have noticed, you well, know, I mean, also, unless they're cataloged really well, and then they'd know which ones were missing. I mean, they're supposed to be <laughs> these... So there's, like, a good library system at the House of Black yeah. and White. Well, yeah. even the Waif, they're supposed to be these amazing assassins, and they're causing this big ruckus in the middle of town. <laughs> this is not... Everyone is like, oh, faces men, at it again. <laughs> I know! It's <laughs> in order to get someone's face because like in the last season didn't like jaquan have Arya's face and she's not yeah. dead and her face is on the wall what the yeah, fuck that was made that no god so many I, plot I, holes. I don't understand how that fucking how it works so you don't have to have it at your disposal i think they don't understand <laughs> either hallucination you know <laughs> no yeah that that scene was garbage yeah that was weird as shit i was like huh that's why the <laughs> sad thing is all these little theories that people were coming up with some of them actually yeah, were better than what we got <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. that's why it's like again you know maybe they need a more imaginative writer for some of these episodes or to like flesh out some of the episodes consistent, i feel at least you know like i understand it's fantasy and it's you know you're limited by your own imagination but keep the you know the consistency of it a little bit i feel or you know have some imagination yeah I'm going to just put it out there. I think they need some more female writers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, come on, Lot. They had the one. <laughs> we well, we could only be lucky one. enough that they get one by the time they shoot the scene with Jamie and Brienne banging. We can hope, know. you know. Because, like, if any, with anything with these characters, that's that's the strength is they're so they're so interesting and dynamic and the, the exchanges they have yeah. between each so- other. That's what's so disappointing about a lot of, um, you know, this this season and some and this episode. I think highlights it is, you know, I think you know we're all really critical of D and D, but one of the things that they've consistently been really good at are those like one on one or you know three person scenes that are just essentially discussions. That's always been like a really strong point of their writing, you know, especially even back in season one with the material that wasn't George's writing, and they just kind of haven't done it this year at all like maybe the scene with peter and sansa is made like the one i can think of offhand that i thought was pretty well done in that same vein but otherwise it just seems like they've kind of gotten away from that or just haven't written Mm -hmm. it as successfully as they have in the past yeah it's like it's not as important anymore it's not up there on a thing if you're if you're dealing with a show that's you know filming a battle for the next month you know that's where your focus is and it kind of shows well, it's where your money's going, right? I think yeah. when you're working on something this big, you, you got to make sure the the thing that you're throwing the money at gets done really well. So this other stuff, it can wait, it can wait, or it's secondary. Yeah. And I think it's it's suffering, the storytelling suffering because of that. I do think, though, that it does, you know, one thing that I actually feel a little bit encouraged about is the fact that they have been so adamant about shortening the final two seasons because I do feel like, at least it means I think that they realize that they've overextended themselves and frankly the story at this point and that they have to reel it back in and they have to limit what they can do to keep the quality up. So, you know, as much as it'd be nice to, you know, have more episodes, I think it 
makes a lot of logical sense and like kind of gives me a little bit of hope that they see that nope we really this is it yeah i agree in the Mm -hmm. beginning i wanted more but now the more i see of this season i don't want more of this like i don't want more of you know Tyrion sitting or you know that type of scene yeah. Right. Yeah. So give us good stuff. Keep well, it shorter. Having said all that, in my opinion, this episode was by far the best, and I really enjoyed this episode yeah, a lot. We're in the minority. Yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot as well. A lot of people didn't though. Really? I really like the yep. Riverland scenes, and the rest I just I just felt. And I mean, frankly, the King's Landing was the best, probably the best stuff that they've done in King's Landing mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. Well, other than like the Olana Cersei scene last week, but. Yeah. Well, was, you know, I just like the rest of it just stuck out to me. And actually, I mean, the Brotherhood. I but I always yeah. like the scenes with the Brotherhood. It's pretty good, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a yeah. solid episode, like, overall, but it's just yeah. the flaws were really yeah. obvious, and they were the same flaw. Well, it's making mm-hmm. me. I'm excited about things that are coming out of it. So I, I think yeah. I'm more excited about what we're going to get. Like, I'm excited about Cersei, you know, blowing up everything. I'm excited about all these. <laughs> you know, I think we could get some really interesting things happening in episode 10 so that makes yeah isn't yeah and episode 10 is going to be loaded isn't it like 70 minutes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 69 good (laughs) sorry well you should be happy guile because pretty soon king's landing will be blown up and you don't have to go back there anymore (laughs) well i think just part of yeah wouldn't it be nice (laughs) well it'll probably be the part where all the like the main players are i'm imagining (laughs) yeah well, I think it's, isn't it supposed to be the Sept the of Sept, Baylor? Yeah. The Sept? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, you didn't know that? Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I was spoiling everything. Damn it, I should listen to my own spoiler warnings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some mail. I think, Guile, you've got that for us yeah, tonight, right? Yeah, so the first one we have is from Aaron on Facebook, and I, I think the first thing a lot of listeners are probably thinking, you guys are on Facebook? Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, we're on. We we're do on have Facebook. a Facebook. We're on Facebook. Um, just kind of a little experiment. We're not super active, but um, we do have a little a comment from Aaron on Facebook who says, "I couldn't. I could not stop thinking of you, ladies, while watching the super intense scene with Jamie and Brienne. Can't wait for this week's podcast. Kisses, kisses Aww. back. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Making it with Aaron. Blah blah blah. blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have another one from Lady, and I'm going to slaughter your name, Lady Aof. It's A-O-I-F-E. I have no no idea how to pronounce that on Twitter. Um, we're also on Twitter, at Door Podcast. Uh, she says, great episode, <laughs> ladies. Do. Your astrophic wit is always, bom- is always balm to my soul, and I so look forward to your episode breakdowns every week. That oh. is really Aww, sweet. Nice. Yeah. We have a couple of messages that we got in from Alice. We have one pre and one post episode. Um, oh. Pre episode, she says, "Hey guys, just wanted to say that I'm still one of the 17 percent of people who only listen to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> we really, we really weren't making up that kissing scene, by the way. Um, I will check scenes on YouTube that sound interesting after you guys talk about them. But for the most Guarantee part, I guarantee she'll be looking up that one. Yeah." <laughs> So, yes, you can tell me anything and I'd probably believe it. (laughs) I was so excited about hearing about a reunion between Jamie and Brienne, but I don't know. Jamie is just boring now, still madly in love with his sister, blah, blah, blah. Come on, dude, get your shit together already. (laughs) One thing I'm excited about is a possible fight between Brienne and Jamie. I think he is in need of a good sword fucking. I think we all are. (laughs) High time. High time indeed. She sent Alice sent us a short message after the episode. So sword fucking didn't happen, but I fucking definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. And we heard from Argastar, who says, there I was, enjoying a nice ooey-gooey plate of homemade mac and cheese, and you just had to, so this is from pre-episode, you just had to bring up next week's episode. Now the mac and cheese tastes like ashes in my mouth, and I'm dreading the further mutilation of Jamie fucking Lannister, one of my all-time favorite fictional characters. I'm afraid that I don't have any drink recipes for you unless you count this one. One, get a bottle of Jack Daniels. Use the honey or apple flavors if you're a wuss. Two, open the bottle and take a nice long drink. Three, repeat step two until either the pain stops or you lose lose consciousness. Whichever comes first. Four, wake up the next morning and curse D&D's name. I hope this helps. And loves and kisses so we can also be making out with Argostar. (laughs) 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 It's a making out noise. Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Super sexy. (laughs) Um, We have a few messages that came in via Tumblr as well. Um, We have uh, Roped roped a Raptor who who asks, Brother Ray, can we get a Septon Steve in Season (laughs) (laughs) 7? Love it. (laughs) Um, We have Johnny and the Kits who says, Bron ships it. So glad he finally said what we were all thinking. Mm. And then Larry showed up with his Carol 5 ever speech <laughs> and ruined it all. Insert world's biggest eye roll here. <laughs> I kind of love that Carol 5 ever speech. Yeah. <laughs> that might have to make it into, yeah, uh, that's into our lexicon. That's the perfect summary of that speech. <laughs> Put it in the uh, description for this episode, I think. I think, yeah, I think so too. And then we have one more message on Tumblr that came in from our old, our good old friend, cynically romantic eighteen, who says, "Howdy, y'all! It's been a long time since I've sent any mail, but after this week's reunion, I knew now was the time." Y'all's analysis of this season has been spot on, and I love hearing everyone theorize what will happen next, now that we have so little to go on, at least in terms of some of the plot lines. Y'all made me laugh so hard I cried with the Tormund-Brienne discussion, although after Nick's interview, maybe our shipper goggles aren't on too tightly. Anyway, these past few months have been extremely stressful, but knowing that there will always be a podcast to listen to or re-listen to makes the week so much better. Thank you for all of your hard work, ladies, and Wonkins. I'm sure you will discuss this, but do you think we'll see another reunion, either this season or the next? I didn't think so while watching the episode, but after all the extra tidbits, I'm starting to have more hope. What do y'all think? Are miracles going to happen twice? I think I they're going to we... meet again. Yeah, we're, really? we're meeting. Yeah. I don't know. This season? I don't know. But I do think we should acknowledge the fact that, like... As someone, I think, on Twitter, Tumblr said, it's like Nikolai came like home after wearing a bra for six years and threw it oh, off. Okay. And now he's just spewing Jamie and Priya everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let it all out. Let it all hang out. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I know that's not it's not a definitive, but I don't know. I don't, so we have, what, Fato, Gato, and Eon, you're all like, yes? Um, for episode ten, I think maybe episode ten we could see it, and I think maybe one, maybe all know. of this Carol stuff just means that you know how in Game of Thrones the thing that the character wants the most never happens. Maybe all of oh, his yeah. "I want to get back to Cersei" means he never will get back to Cersei. So that's true. Like the whole like, yeah. oh, John, we'll talk about your mother. Yeah, I mean, maybe that is the flip's positive side. So also, I'll go positive yeah. for episode ten. Yeah. I'm secretly hoping I'm secretly holding out for fake fa- fake flash forward wedding I so hope that I, I love that it's amazing I'm gonna go with just what the show has done to me and 
I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going like Ramsey Snow. You haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Next season, maybe. Not this season. Sorry. I think At they're going to meet again, but they're going to leave a huge cliffhanger, kind of like the whole thing that happens in A Dance with Dragons. Oh. It's going to be kind of, you know... Gut-wrenchingly it, horrible. Yeah, God. It's going to be a big-ass cliffhanger, <laughs> no. and then next you'll have to wait for next season. Or, you know, for wins to come out. <laughs> right. I thought just kind of What is in um, episode 10? Jamie gets a letter from the Brotherhood, or no, where someone, and they're like, oh, we have your wench, or whatever. We have Brienne. Yeah. Oh, and that's when and then he has more. to decide. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. when he got a letter that said, "We have your wench." And he's like, "My wench." What are you talking about? <laughs> I said wench, and then I changed it to Brienne. You saw me though. I retracted. I was like, "I mean, Brienne." That would be amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love it. It'd be great. I, I would have loved it, but it would be so random. It's like they haven't used it no. not once. <laughs> it's like what It'd the fuck? Like, we have Brienne the beauty. <laughs> yeah. We have the beauty. It would just say. Uh, oh, you know what? My favorite thing. Oh, what was that, Gato? Oh, no, I was just saying, and then maybe that's what makes, you know, I don't know if there'll be a re- reunion episode 10, but I think that there's definitely going to be, like, a choice, like, oh, should I go yeah. back to Cersei? Or, you know. Right. I mean, I think there I should be that. a choice. I just don't think that there's going to be. Yeah. I can hope. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm unsure. <laughs> uh, you know what? My favorite part of you reading that message was, Gile, is it was like a Wisconsinite reading all these y'alls in front of a Texan. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like written for Eon to read, so sorry. <laughs> I should have just changed them to use guys. Whenever I was in Wisconsin and I would talk to random people and I'd say, y'all, I just felt like a total alien while I was there. You were kind of a total alien. <laughs> okay, next. No, that's it. Sorry. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, we love getting messages, and um, we also like getting questions specifically relating to Dunk and Egg, as we'll be covering those after we finish up season six. So you can send us messages at close the door and at gmail.com close the door and come here.tumblr.com you can follow us at door podcast um, please like subscribe review us on all the places itunes google music and youtube support us on patreon please and uh oh yeah i guess we're on facebook too <laughs> so <laughs> write us on facebook we may or may not see it <laughs> in a timely manner <laughs> i'm really gonna sell it hard <laughs> I want to just thank you guys. This was a really fun episode. Yeah, this was fun. It was. It's a it nice change of pace. <laughs> and Gato, I look forward to your uh, T1000, the wave running <laughs> Sure. Yep. You know it. <laughs> the video that's been promised. <laughs> she needs some metal hooks while she's running, you know? And now you oh, have extra fun. You have extra footage for a Jamie and Brienne, another fan vid. No, I, I know. You know what's funny? I actually, I already have my clips ready. I just, oh, I gotta yes. figure out what I want to do. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so, oh, just a reminder, Gato, for people that want to see this glorious creativity that you're about to uh, unleash oh. upon Tumblr, how do they find you? I'm on. Well, it's on YouTube. My my screen name YouTube. is Gato. Gato. <laughs> it's just Gato with a smiley face. All right, guys, I'm closing the door. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.